game described by two ugly gentlemen glory to columbus who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you mcbride's in the box a hard cross mcbride scores it's 3-0 united states welcome to bone and bean united happy soccer podcast day what is up i am bone and i am beam lots to get into this week we are glad to be back and talking with you of course we've got so many things to get into including uh, just some incredible statistics coming out of women's soccer. There's a a player that <laughs> continues to astound. We're going to talk about the women's Euros, by the way, are are underway now. Those are all streaming on ESPN+. Plus. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, some big movement, lots of big names flying around mm-hmm. Europe right now, changing tr- teams, some just staying in England, some going elsewhere. We'll discuss that. One of the most legendary clubs in world soccer could cease to be just off the face of the map beamers hoping that's manchester united he'd love to get out of that deal (laughs) god move on to some other team i got the shaft in that one (laughs) it's not manchester united but no apparently for me it's right and my liver two uh two of the biggest clubs in europe one thinks the other one will never they'll be done in a few years so we'll talk about that uh and then of course we can't not talk about some manchester united drama Mm. what the hell is going on with your stupid team beamer we'll talk about that coming up Mm. Lots of European soccer discussion on the way today. But we are going to start in MLS. We're going to start in Columbus. We're going to start with the crew. Uh, I was out, Beamer, at the uh, not July 4th, July 3rd game yeah. where the crew had, it was, you know, it was one of those games where you think, all right, maybe they could do something here. They're playing Philadelphia. It's a tough team, mm-hmm. but show that you're capable of maybe going there, getting a victory at home. Nope. That would be, well, <sighs> Yeah, they had a penalty kick that they could not convert, Pedro Santos, which I, I love Pedro. He's my guy. I will not tolerate Pedro Santos' slander on this podcast, but the penalty kick was saved very well, so got to give credit where it's due, but I still like to see those converted when I can. And then they had a, a goal that went in off of Lucas Elrayon's foot that was called back because supposedly Eric Hurtado was interfering, and mm-hmm. I don't know if he was. I, he was in an offside position in front of the goalie, was it technically? Did he impact his line of view? I don't know. Hard to say from the vantage points we got. It, it seemed like probably not, but whatever. Came back either way. So here's what we know. Uh, the crew got a draw out of that game. So a 0-0, at least you get a point. The points at home are now, one point at home is not what we're looking for at this stage in the season. You need to get three points, especially on teams like that where you're trying to make up ground. So all we're told, though, is that it's going to get better. Hey, Cucho time. It's Cucho's debut. That's that's all in the past now. That's the, that's the, what I call the. That's the old crew. I call that the PCE, the P, the pre, and that too. Yes, the, the P. What's the, the L stand? What's the rest stand for? Bone. The pre Cucho era. Okay. That's, oh yeah. Did that happen in? Uh, was that April of PCE? This is this is August now of post Cucho era. So it's the same PCE. Never mind. This doesn't work. DCE during Cucho era. During DCE. <laughs> DC, Game one. DCE during Cucho era. That's right. Yes, it's that's like exactly pro- it. Protozoic era. All bro. right, so we're entering into a new era of strata in the geology <laughs> of crew fandom. There's already too many words yeah. that I don't understand. It's DCE time. All right, so we are in the <laughs> debut of Cucho era, whatever, during Cucho era. Uh, he debuts this weekend in Chicago. You going? Me? Yeah. Yeah. You love Soldier Field. It's I do love Soldier place. Field. I do like Soldier Field, and I'm going to be very upset 
uh, when the Bears move out of there in a few years. Oh, but they're, putting a a dome, they're putting a dome over it. Don't worry. <laughs> they're just going to dome it up. Don't start with me. Dome over that thing. Don't start. Neighbor Eric could give two craps less about the Chicago Bears. The Soldier Field Dome. He's brought actually to you been by there. Jim Rome. He's been there to watch a crew game. Multiple crew games. Oh, yeah. They went last year. I've uh, not, well, I've not been to Soldier Field to watch crew games. I have been to their old stadium. or Well, their stadium that was built for them yep. in between their two stints at Soldier Field. So he's probably been to those. He's probably been to that place, too. I bet he's been multiple times. Yeah, out in Bridgeview, yes, wherever that was. Bridgeview. Yeah. Don't know where it's at on the map. Not close to Chicago. Is what I, can t- I mean, it is. It's in Chicago. But right. I'm saying, like, when I went to the Chicago Fire game many years ago, and I thought, oh, cool, I'll get to see the skyline. Maybe I'll get to see. Anthony nope. Precourt was having nervous nope. trembles. Very going far out, away. Out the bridge. You know? <laughs> That's, yeah. He didn't know what to do out there. He couldn't even see the skyline. He mm-hmm. was so terrified. Anyway, so the crew go there. They have to beat Chicago. Yep. Got to get some points there. They stink. Yeah. And, and you're. I know it's the first game. It is going to be difficult to manage expectations, but Beamer, we should at least try, right? What do you expect? Generally, let's not even put it with Cucho and the crew. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, when a high-priced guy comes in, big-name talent added to your team, is it fair to expect instantly two goals and assist, just crazy numbers right out of the gate, or do you usually say, well, we're going to need a month, month and a half to see what this looks like because he's going to have to get accustomed to the league and the teams and all that. I usually am on the forefront. I expect greatness immediately. Like, right I'm honestly, that's that's how I look at things. Um, and then your debut happens. And then I think you kind of expect uh, maybe a little bit, bit of a period in between there. Like, all right, month lead up, then everything's kind of hitting on all cylinders. Uh, but debut games are always a funny thing, man, because I do. I mean, you read the price tag of him coming over, obviously a club fee. I think, what was it, the sixth biggest record signing in MLS or seventh somewhere? Top seventh. ten. I think it was seventh. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he obviously comes in with big-time expectations, um, but I think the expectations are rather large now. Again, this is a team that had a home draw against a team which they should have beat. Had an opportunity for a penalty kick. You had one goalie interference called back. Was it real? I don't know. Um, but this is a team that's struggling scoring goals right now. Is he going to be an immediate fix? God, do I sure help so. Um, because this is a team right now that's really struggling uh, to score in open play. And I think the expectation should be immediate impact. Cucho. I know he's going to be starting on the road. Hopefully we think uh, that he's going to be in the match day squad and he's going to be uh, playing on Saturday against the Chicago fire. But yeah, I would imagine bone for me, at least expectations would be you come in like a wrecking ball. You're playing that much money. I mean, you haven't played a game. You should be up to speed training wise. He's been training with the team for the last two, three weeks. I know he's unveiled a couple weeks ago. Like it's go time now. Like you've had time to get ingratiated with the team. I know that you haven't played in a match yet, but chemistry shouldn't be. It's not like you're fresh off the street two days ago right. where you got here and you're just playing now. Like you're here, you're ready to rock. Like this, sh- it should be, you should see signs of improvement. You would hope immediately. Yeah. I'm really curious to see if Caleb will put him in as a starter or if like for this first game, I mean, it's yeah. a, it's an away game, right? There would be every reason to bring him in 60th minute Correct. and let him run at guys for 30 minutes yep. and just try to go after what should be a very tired and bad Chicago defense. By That's that what point I expect. I expect, right. I expect 60 minutes without him last 30 with him. Yeah. And he'll make his on-field debut away, but then his first start can be in, again, managing expectations. Perhaps one of the biggest games of the year, not just because of the rivalry, yeah. but because FC Cincinnati, lo and behold, is good. Like Brenner's been playing well. They've got 
they've got decent guys suddenly that are showing up and doing things that I I'm shocked it's actually working out for FC Cincinnati for half a season. Let's keep that in mind. MLS long season. Everyone should be aware of that here. We have seen this team go for 13, 14 games, not get anything and then still have a chance to make the playoffs. Right. So yeah, but don't, isn't that a double-edged sword? Of course it is. Of course it is. Because you can look and say, all right, well, this team had expectations coming into the year. Look how many man games they lost last year. They were hurt. Like you're fully healthy this year and you're still below expectations. Now you bring a $10 million signing in. Your expectations should go through the roof. There should be no six, six week wait period on Cucho. Like, no, no, you're right. I that, agree. that shouldn't happen. You're spending well, money. Like your team is decently healthy. You should be able to go now. Like, I don't want to hear excuses in six weeks. Like, Oh, home draw against Cincinnati. You came back from two goals. Caleb Porter was fired up. The crowd was great. Like, no, no, yeah. we did this whole song and dance last year and you missed the playoffs. You have nothing to show for it. It's time to go. Yeah. Um, the, the crew for what it's worth are 10 points out of first place behind New York Red Bull with two games at hand on Red Bull. It should be noted mm-hmm. um, and a game in hand on Philadelphia, who they are eight points behind for second um, Cincinnati. Meanwhile, they're on 25 points like the fifth, sixth and seventh place teams are Cincinnati, Orlando City and New England in the east. They are all on 25 points. The crew are on 22. So you're talking you you have know, games in hand on those I teams, mean, too. Yeah, uh, I think it's either even or no, I think they have a game in hand on all of them. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you you are definitely in a place where three points in Chicago would go a very long way. Think about how that could impact things if they can get three. And at the worst, you're then still a win away from being tied with Cincinnati as you play FC Kentucky, Kentucky FC in hell is real at home like that. A huge match there. Obviously, that could be a game changer if you can get these three points. And then you have the rivalry game. So you can understand why crew fans are saying, hey, uh, like you said, Cucho Hernandez, glad you're here. Welcome in. Now, it has to start working immediately. Well, you've already put yourself behind the eight ball this year. Again, you've done that. You've done that again. Yep. And, well, who's done that? In my opinion, who's done that is Caleb Porter. Caleb Porter has mismanaged this roster. Again, in my opinion, Uh, it's something that I don't think he has done a good job with. So his claim is, well, I just need more. Well, before the season, you needed more apparently. And people pointed at your glaring weaknesses. And unfortunately those were not addressed. So now middle of the season, because you can't score goals, this team largely has struggled. We saw it. I mean, I was watching this game. I'm, I'm at the game Sunday and I saw 87th minute, Josh Williams, in the back, which, you know, the crew are doing the empty bucket thing like mm-hmm. 90% of MLS teams seem like they do half the time. But they're they're passing it around. 87th minute, 0-0, still looking for anything. Josh Williams, like, kind of dribbles to the right from the back after it's been played all the way back out of the box back to him to yeah. try to, you know, stretch the defense out a do little bit. Do something. Yeah. He dribbles to the right, looks, there's no one. Dribbles to the left, looks, no one's doing anything. He just kind of like gets really frustrated and shouts, turns around, hammers it back to Aloy room, and then jumped in the air and screamed something like, I don't know what he screamed, but I'm guessing it was like, somebody do something. Like, yeah. I can't, there's no one to pass to because no one's, everyone's just standing around. I know it was hot. It was muggy. It was 87th minute. Yeah. Uh, news break too. You play in the summertime. That's this league. Right. I mean, it, it's, that's where you win these games. And that is not all on the players. I'm not, I'm not saying the players like gave up or anything. I'm saying offensively, this team has not had a lot of inventiveness going forward. 
Yes, they That's had a chances. nice way to say it. They haven't. They have not been cre- the the team overall has not been creative. And you can put some of that on the players. You can put a lot of that on the coaching too. I think you can put a lot of that on the coaching staff did not do things to get these guys in better spots. Caleb Porter will tell you, we got them in the final third and they had all these attempts and all this stuff. Right. Look at, ah, I'm getting so frustrated. I have nine things I want to say at once. You and Josh Williams both. Yeah. I'll say this. Philadelphia knew they had no problem fouling. They fouled the crap out of the crew. Mm -hmm. All day on Sunday. Good game Why? plan. Yeah, because they know there's nothing you can do about it. Because once they foul you, they're going to get numbers behind. If you break out, all you have to do is foul this crew team, and they will not make you pay. Because they cannot make you pay once they get in the final third if you've got your numbers back there. Very few good teams can. But great teams can make you pay no matter what. And the crew need to show that. Hopefully, Cucho Hernandez can be that guy. Hopefully, he unlocks things for this crew offense. But I don't know even if one player as good as he is supposed to be. I don't know if one player is the answer here. So find out. It's going to be a very interesting game to watch. Two goals and assists for Cucho. I like it. In the last 30 minutes. And they win three to nothing (laughs) in Chicago. I like that. I would love to see it. Uh, We will take a break. When we come back, we will talk about Manchester United. No. Cristiano Ronaldo. He loves it there. No, he doesn't. He wants out. Beamer's happy about that. No, he's not. We'll talk about all this next. It's uh, Bone and Beam United brought to you by Zaptic Italian Village. Brought to you by Zaptic Italian Village. So we've got to talk about this really quick before we go any further because we just heard us talking about Zaptic Italian Village, how much we love it there. Beamer and I are going to be out on site at Zaptic Mm -hmm. hanging out prior to Hell is Real. Correct. That will be on Sunday, July 17th. 17th, Zaptic Italian Village, and we will be there from 3 to 5. So... The game is not until I think seven thirty. Yes. So you got plenty of time to swing in, say hi. I might be there a little after five two. I might be there a little before and after, and I yes. don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the game, so I've got to figure that out. Like, do I want to park over there in Uber? Do I want to just try to walk? Do you want to get on the back of American Joe's scooter and him That's drive right. you over? <laughs> I want to hang out with American Joe. American <laughs> Joe is. He's a real he's a real American hero. I'll yes, tell you he that. Is. He's, he's got some stuff. He's got some mm-hmm. stories. That's for sure. All right. So do not miss that viewing party, not viewing party, a pregame party. Like we're just going to hang out. I don't think we're doing a show. Are we or I, are we? I don't know. All right. We'll a be there. Thing called you'll see. We will be there. Maybe we'll do something. I don't know. We don't usually like to do podcasts at the event prior to a game because who would want to listen? Like, yeah. What do you think is going to happen? I think this is going to happen. All right, cool. Save that. Post it. Nine hours later, the game's over. Hey, you can listen to this thing where we talk about stuff you already know that happened. And so, we were and we were drunk. drunk. And we were drunk. So that's probably <laughs> the other reason they don't want us to do it. So I don't yes. think we're doing that, but we will be there hanging out, having fun. So come by Zaftik Italian Village uh, on July 17th. That is Sunday of Hell is Real. If you're heading to the game, if you're not, you can obviously watch the game there, all that yes. stuff. But we will be there before that from three to five. So come check it out. All right. Uh, your dumb team, Manchester United. Mm-hmm. How many moves have they made this summer? Bringing a lot of players in? They've officially announced one. Wow. That's... And that's a left back from Feyenoord. Mm. Well, you know, Feyenoord is a place that you can get some talent. Yeah. not saying it's the, the biggest hotbed of talent, but sure, certainly guys have played there. You got a guy. Good yeah, you got, you a, got guy. a guy. You got a guy. Do we know his name? 
Tyrell Malasia, I think. Okay, wow. I didn't actually expect you to know his name, but good for hey, you. Look at me. I'm up to date. What a with super my team. fan. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now that would be one guy in. How many guys out? I've lost count. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a few. Uh, let me see if I can run run down them all. Uh, Mason Greenwood, bad situation. Uh, bad, obviously, yes, that obviously. happened last year. Bad yep. guy. Yep. Um, so he's not on the roster. Jesse Lingard is apparently looking to go to MLS. So that's oh, a thing. That's a thing. Um, that's interesting. So he's gone. He'll want to come to Columbus. Oh, yeah. I know that. I mean, just be great. You know, the Pied Piper himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's gone. Juan Mata, who's 90 years old, he's gone. Uh, Nemanja Matic, he's gone. Harry Maguire's still there. Bad news for me. Um, uh, so he's still on board. The guys, those guys you'd want to see out, not on their way out. Yeah, correct. So they've literally have like eight or nine guys who have left this mm, year, and okay. they've added one, one guy, one guy, dude, my dude from Feyenoord. Yeah, let him live. Yes. Um, now, but the good news is, Bone, you still have Cristiano Ronaldo. Is it good news? Is he still going to be there? Because the, I don't know. The word seems to be leaking out and trickling out <laughs> that he does not want to be there. So United again, soccer podcast day Thursday. This could all could all change by the time you hear it. Could all change. Right. We live in a world different world than we did five minutes ago. That's right. Um, but apparently Cristiano Ronaldo not happy with the new bit of business that Eric Ten Hag. I don't. I have a hard time believing that this is Eric Ten Hag's fault. Obviously, the organization has been a dreck and a failure and miserable for the better part of the last eight years. So, apparently, Cristiano Ronaldo not happy with the bit of business that United are doing, dragging their feet, not being able to get deals across the finish line. Uh, the good news for them, it seems like they are going to get Christian Eriksen, which is awesome. Like, I'm super excited to see him maybe play if Brentford don't swipe in at the last second and, like, steal that transfer and keep him on board, even though it's technically finalized. Um, so excited to see that play out. But you had the whole Frankie de Jong situation as well with Barcelona, which they're, they've agreed upon terms, but now you have Laporte from Barcelona coming out and saying, oh, well, he's you know, obviously he's agreed to terms with him, but we want to keep Frankie, and like he's just boosting up his price tag like it seems like by the hour. So, ergo, Cristiano Ronaldo, who has usually played in Champions League and has done and owns most of the scoring records in said Champions League and has won it many times, is upset that A, they're not in Champions League. They're not participating in that. And B, they're dragging their feet because they've done nothing but lose players and not add anybody. And so Cristiano Ronaldo not showing up to team training. Manchester United leave for Asia and Australia on Friday. Ronaldo has been radio silent, not wanting back, does not want to play for Manchester United again. That is, uh, man... It feels a little bit like when I was a kid, uh, we would go to church, you know, every weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, plenty of week, like we're a family, right? So plenty of weekends were fine. But there were a couple weekends, you know, every six months. One, you'd have one or two where mom's frustrated because me and my brother weren't listening. Dad's tired of, like, trying to get us out the door. And then, you know, it just all comes to a head and everybody's like, get, get clothes on, get, gotta go, get Sunday school started. And like, everyone's mad. And then we'd roll into church and it'd be like, here, here's our mess. Like, here's us all frustrated and tired and angry. And now we've got to go in and do this thing that we've already, you know, we committed to, we did every week, all that stuff. It kind of feels like that's what Manchester United's about to do to like Asia and Australia. It's just like, yeah, here's all of our mess. Here's all of our stupidity right now. We're just going to scar Nacho. But, but we've we've committed to coming here, but we have all this stuff that's unsettled and we're mad about stuff and we don't have <laughs> things fixed. 
but here you go. Here's the best we've got today because mm-hmm. they've already committed to it and they already have to go. So I'm sure they would prefer to cancel all this and just, I mean, well, they wouldn't because they want the money, but right. you know, this is a, this is a, it's, it's not the worst situation ever. Clearly in soccer, there's been worse. We'll talk about some of those later in the show, but this is still for Manchester United. A lot of question marks remain unanswered and we're, we're, we're still, time in this offseason really. the month of the month of july is going to be a big month for finalizing everything transfer but, window opens today by the way right and how many deals have you already seen that are just you know done. already announced done done guys i mean Cujo hernandez already has been practicing and training with the crew just can't play yet until this saturday erling holland training with manchester training City. already right he's there by the way i uh I wonder if there's something in Manchester that mm. makes it not an attractive location. Because I always hear that about, like, you know, Columbus when certain teams can't get players. Like, well, who wants to play in Columbus? Yeah. Small town. It's like, well, <laughs> Manchester United, for, like, as, as 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 big as we think of these cities sometimes, Manchester. It's Columbus. It's if that. Like, it's I smaller think than their Columbus. official listed population is under a million. I think yeah. it's, like, 600,000 or something. I'm sure there's, you know, alcoves and different places where you count more people. But. My point is Manchester City has no problem getting talent. Why? Is it because people just like that side of Manchester a little bit more? No. It's because that team has shown the capability to win, and, of course, they're spending money like it grows on trees. No, and they're competent. They're, there's all that combined. So you can look right at the city of Manchester and say, why do players not seem to want to go to Manchester United, but they do want to go to Manchester City? Or players that are on United, who are United legends, one of players in club history is willing to take a significant pay cut off of $500,000 a week yeah. to say, I'm good. Yeah. I don't want to play here. I don't want to be here. Right. That's, I think that explains quite a bit when we look at just any sport where you say, well, why doesn't this team ever win? Oh, it's because their city sucks. Nope. Like whatever you think is good or bad about Manchester is the same for United and city, except mm-hmm. for one thing, which doorway you walk in when you get ready to go play soccer. And a lot of players walk through that light blue doorway and not through the red doorway. That's why. And they play it's in different front there. of significantly less fans because their attendance is awesome. <laughs> That's my one shot at City. That's fine. Because they all win you everything got. else. It's that's the, literally it. That is that, that's it. Your Barney Fife and Andy Griffith just just that's the one bullet you've got in your pocket. That's the one you gotta fire. The magic one. It's the only one you've got. <laughs> uh well, we will talk about another city where uh there's lots of lots of People who are interested in this soccer team, but apparently it may not be enough to save it. If you listen to some of the other powers in world soccer, there are, there is a, a big team in Europe saying that Barcelona could cease to be, or at least cease to be what they currently are. And I find that to be just a really fascinating comment. So we'll get into all that next. It's Bone and Beam United brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. Brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. All right, so uh, Bayern Munich have been trying to work a deal out where Robert Lewandowski heads off to Barcelona. Yep. That's what they would like to do. That's what he would like to do. That's what Barcelona would like to do. Robert wants to leave. Yeah. We've talked Robert, about that here Robert on the show. Robert wants out. He said his time is over in Bayern Munich. My story in Munich is done. Yep. And so they've, they've, they're pragmatic, right? If there's one thing I know about like German soccer clubs, they're yes. pragmatic. Yes, they're they not going to like, you know, have wistful ideas that maybe they can salvage something. They're like, no, we got it. We're done. So they're working out this deal. However, that's going to involve a lot of money because uh, Robert Lewandowski is still one yeah. of the best strikers in the mm-hmm. game. 
Barcelona desperately want him, and they are willing to pay a lot of money for him. But you brought this to my attention. Yeah. Bayern Munich apparently wants something very unique in this deal. They want all the cash up front. Mm-hmm. They do not want it spent you know, spaced out over years of time, which is what a lot of clubs do is they'll say, Hey, you know, it's hundred million dollar transfer fee, but we'll do 30 million a year for 33.3 we'll for three years yeah, or something. 30 million up front. And then yeah, we have we'll, accelerators or we'll pay interest on it. And yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's right. It's like they, taking out a big loan. Yeah. Right. And so that money is good because then, you know, every year, well, we've got, if you do enough of those deals, it's like every year we've got this cash rolling. Yeah. In. Like Borussia Dortmund. It's just, Whatever the day be, whether I don't know when the day is, like when they get a, just an influx of cash every yeah. year, because they've they've done these they, deals literally since the beginning of their club. I mean, I don't know for sure. They may still be getting money off the Pulisic deal. Correct. Right. I mean, they, there's so many. They, of these, they probably are. Right. Like that. And they will probably be, you know, getting money off of like, you know, Erling Holland, Erling Holland for the next for 10 years <laughs> forever. Right. Yeah. So interesting, though, that Bayern Munich said, hey, if we're going to do this deal, Barcelona, we want all the cash now. One-time lump sum payment. And why do they want that, Beamer? What is the reasoning they gave? So apparently the rumors going on, uh, we all know and we have covered here uh, on this podcast that Barcelona have almost become insolvent. And they've had strict rules put on them by La Liga and UEFA. Like, hey, your financial situation is so bad that we have to take kind of ownership of the club. Now, obviously, the people at Barcelona are still going to run it. And they've kind of had a mass exodus in the club uh, themselves. But Bayern have said to Barcelona, we want all this money up front because we don't believe with your current financial situation that you are even going to exist in two years time. So whatever this price tag be for Robert Lewandowski for somewhere in the neighborhood, but between 65 and 85 million euros, it's a lot of money, right? I mean, that's a lot of cash you're talking about. And with a club who has had their financial issues that have been well-documented like Barcelona's have been, they have gone to them and said, we don't believe you that you can pay this fee over a course of time because you are bad financials. We don't even think you're going to be around like that. That's something that I don't think even soccer fans can wrap their head around a war. And is it true? I don't know. Is it something to drive the well, point home that they want money from Barcelona? Yeah, I'm sure that thought even though is outrageous to think about. We've heard of plenty of clubs, right, that have had financial issues, and we have heard... Most of them. Right, right, and we're aware that there are clubs that occasionally are, you know, they put limits on themselves, Mm -hmm. right, where their management may say, look, we just can't spend in this window. We don't have... Can't spend $150 million, right? We can spend $20 million and make a few minor deals, but nothing earth-shattering, right? We can't... We don't have the budget to do this. That's not what they're saying about Barcelona. Like, that's... And this is not a nothing club. I mean... It's Barcelona. It's one of the biggest clubs of all time. It's one of the greatest soccer organizations as far as talent assembled, trophies won, mm-hmm. beloved nature around the world. And, of course, in Spain, there's a you know a, a hardcore group of fans, obviously, in that region, the Catalan region yeah. of Spain. I mean, that's, that's just like identity almost there as right. much as anything else. And to think that that could even be a thought that another European club is like, we'll do business, but we need all the cash up front. Cause we don't know if you're good for it. We don't know if you're going to go into bankruptcy. We don't know what's going to happen to you. That is, that is absurd. Now they've been on a mandated wage bill by yeah. La Liga, yeah. which is limiting what they can do anyway. I I can't remember. Did they do a deal with Frankie Dijon to get him out of there? Well, is, or again, that you're dealing with two incompetent clubs because <laughs> he's apparently going to Manchester United 
And we all know how that works, according to the last segment that we just did, Bone. Well, so right. I don't know. They have apparently come to terms on an agreement. Because that's what I had seen. I had seen some pictures of him, like, with his girlfriend or fiance. I think he got engaged. He did. Like, yeah, okay. So, I mean, that's one of the rumored things that was supposed to happen, but we still have not seen like it officially $80 million anywhere. from Manchester United straight to Barcelona, which then would have been paid to Bayern, I guess, for Robert Lewandowski. Right. I mean, this is... But that's apparently gone by the wayside as of this morning. Man. Again, like these are things that you think about, like people who are struggling financially have to do things like, okay, well, when I sell this one thing, can you, instead of writing the check to me, just write it to these other people because they need the money. That's what Barcelona is basically doing. You're like, yeah, when I sell my Civic, not that, that's, see, that's that Frankie Dion, not a Civic, but you get what I'm saying. Like when I sell this one thing that mm-hmm. I have, can you just take the money from that and put it towards this other thing that right. I want? Because I can't, I'm, there's no need away. to give it to me. Just put it over there. Right. This is... If you say that could never happen to Barcelona, you guys are panicking and freaking out over nothing. It probably can't happen to Barcelona. And these are not in the same stratosphere of clubs. But if you told people who were fans of Portsmouth years ago, mm-hmm. that could never happen to this giant English club. Yep. Guess what? It did. Right. If you told people, even of like fans of like Bolton, ah, oh man, come on. They're never going to be in such. No, Bolton has gone through a ton of right. difficulty. There's been and, and Sunderland, Newcastle, Sunderland, yes, Darby even. County. Wayne Rooney just had to take out money of his own pocket to play pay players' wages this and, past year. Yes, and these teams have all survived, of course. But again, th- I don't think that's what Bayern Munich is saying. Is like Barcelona just they'll, they'll well shut it all down, flip the lights off at the Bernabeu. Like they're just not. It's not going to happen. Like that's not what they're talking about. They're saying Barcelona might have to go down a couple levels, yeah, and work their way back. Who did that? Was it Juventus in Italy that had to do that? Am I wrong? Who am I thinking of in Italy? I know, like, Inter Milan right now is struggling. Oh, yeah, Inter Milan went bankrupt a couple of years ago. Had to yes. be bailed out by somebody else. Right. But I'm, I'm trying to remember. It seems like there was an Italian club, one of the big boys, that had to go down two or three levels because of uh, multiple, I think, scandals. I think it had to do with their president at one point who was in charge there. I'm getting all the details wrong in this. Maybe it wasn't Juventus. And if you're an Italian <laughs> soccer fan, I apologize. I barely tipped my toe. I dipped my toe into this. Yep. And got it wrong. But there was a club I know that did that. Anyway, it can happen to the big boy. Juventus. Clubs. It happened back in 06. Okay. Yeah. So they, I mean, they had to go through a long time. I want to say of coming back from that. And obviously now they're, they're back more to where they, where they want to be. Sure. But that, that This is something that could happen to Barcelona for sure. I think and it's also a pragmatic look, though, the way that German clubs do business and the way that Spanish clubs, especially Barcelona, oh, do business. Because, uh-huh. again, I mean, we talk about Germans being pragmatic about the way that they run soccer and they keep costs down for fans and we're going to make money this way and we're going to do it by the books because we've had rules and protocols put on us for years by the organization that runs the Bundesliga. And I don't know if that's a... I don't know if that's German soccer and Spanish soccer operations being totally different or if that's honestly Bayern Munich looking at Barcelona, looking at their finances and saying, listen, we honestly don't believe you're going to have this money for us. Oh, it, it to- I'll say it, it feels this way. It feels like a responsible person, like a like an older brother or something, looking at their younger sibling and, and like an older sibling to a younger sibling going – yeah, I, w- I mean, I have the money to loan you. I just, I've seen what you do mm-hmm. with your money. Like, I'm just not, I don't know if that's going to be helpful here. Like, like obviously. Nick Cage's brother in Gone in 60 <laughs> Seconds. 
<laughs> yeah, a little bit where it's like, yeah, I just don't have a lot of faith in you right now. Like, I just don't believe that you're going to be good for this. So I'm going to need all this up front. We'll see if Bayern Munich sticks to this or we'll see how this all works out. Maybe by the time you hear this podcast, it has been worked out. Right. But just Barcelona's continued financial issues are oh, it's crim- something. It's criminal. It's yeah, criminal. It is, it is something to truly and honestly, it shocks me still to this day that this is where we are. Uh, we'll take a break. We come back. Some staggering numbers from women's soccer. Women's Euros are going on, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, another big piece moving in England, and that means some bad news, possibly, for one of the big stars of the U.S. men's national team. All that next. You're listening to Bona Beam United, brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United. So uh, women's Euros are going on right now. Mm-hmm. Very cool thing to watch. And uh, just going to try to get a little bit more into this as the tournament goes on. Me too. Uh, they're all on ESPN Plus and some great soccer being played. I saw that uh, England beat Austria one to nothing. Uh, so that was a that was a good win for them. I guess they haven't played for a while because they've had a bit of a layoff in between their last competitive match and then this. But Beth Mead scored for England. And I just... Why does I, that matter? I saw a stat about Beth Mead that blows my mind, and I can't believe it's real. So uh, England has a new manager. Serena Weigman okay. is the manager. Uh, and since she became the manager, this is from ESPN UK. They tweeted this out. Beth Mead in competitive England games under Weigman's manage- management. Nine games, 13 goals, <sighs> 12 assists. <sighs> 25 goals account like <laughs> oh my god nine games yes and that's i the, don't that's the that's the best ratio in the history of the world and guess what i've found from what i know zero neck tattoos on beth mead <laughs> somehow she's able to score goals caleb porter despite not having neck tattoos <laughs> You know what? I've said that. I've no, I've not, you know what? Cause it would be creepy if I did. I have not really examined her neck. I think that's a very weird thing. Just in general, be looking at people's necks. So Jonathan I don't know. T-Bone Smith neck examiner. <laughs> that's right. That's it. So anyway, nine games, 25 goals counted for 13 goals, 12 assists for England. Beth Mead. Uh, and, and by the way, scored the goal against Austria. One, nothing. That's what I said. So yeah, maybe if you're looking for a way to get into the euros, you don't know a lot of the players over there. Uh, go watch England. Go watch Beth Mead. That's a good way to get started. Is it coming home? I don't know if it's coming home. Okay. <laughs> I, I can tell you this. It's uh, If it is coming home, you're going to hear about it. Yes. Because it's not a person with English blood coursing through their veins that will not let you know. <laughs> now, I think they're all still locked in on Wimbledon for the next few days. But That's then right. after that, they'll yeah. be they'll be all in on it's coming home. By the we'll way, all that. saw Bex at Wimbledon yesterday. Bex was there, of course, yeah, looking awesome. dapper. Had the brown uh, suit, at least blazer. I don't know if it was a full suit. Bex a, got neck tats. Oh yeah, he does. I did. He has, he has lots of tats. Mm-hmm. No post Malone though. I mean, he's, no. he's got a lot of tattoos. Post <laughs> Malone's got him beat my guy. I like, by the way, I'm glad tattoos on the face and neck just to, div- just one more thought on that. Like Caleb Porter's take that neck tattoos make That's you so tough. Dumb. Like, have you ever listened to post Malone's music? Like the guy is one of the most like sentimental and heartfelt people it seems like when he <laughs> sings and it just makes you feel all kind of feels and he's got more neck and face tattoos not that i don't know maybe he'd be a tremendous striker i have no idea maybe that's an episode we do sometime when we get bored <laughs> yes people i <laughs> people in music who would be great strikers ariana grande 
totally a 10 shirt. No questions no asked. Doubt. She directs the midfield. She's like got no a neck one. tat. Probably so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it Pete Davidson that she had the neck tat with? I don't know. That was many. That was like eight Pete relationships Davidson, ago. Elite striker. Elite striker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that guy can definitely Kim get Kim Kardashian, it. not so much. Not so much. No. no not neck a neck tat. tattoo. Mm-hmm. I know. Who else? Oh. Oh, well, hopefully he's okay. Isn't Travis Barker? He's in a bit of a yeah. dire straits, I think. But if he's all right, when healthy, I mean, that guy would be like a 20-goal Chris guy. Anderson. Yeah, Birdman. Bird Absolutely. Totally great <laughs> score. That's what he was known for in the NBA. Yes. His elite score. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Mm. All right. So no neck tattoos for Beth Mead that we know of, but she can score goals. So there you go. There's your entryway into women's Euros. If you've been looking for something to watch, uh, and you have not, that's a great thing to go check out. And plenty more competitions. They're all on ESPN Plus from what I understand. So go check those out for sure. Now, we also have a uh, little bit of discussion to go on with Chelsea. They just brought in guy from Manchester City who, of mm-hmm. course, is, uh, what is the phrase they use? Surplus to requirements, I believe, is what the British like to say sometimes. Sure. Oh, he was made surplus to requirements. Mm-hmm. Uh, not longer needed at Manchester City, they've kind of brought in some firepower. And while he's great firepower, I'm sure he wants to be the number one guy, rightfully so, goes to Chelsea. uh, And that's a huge deal for Chelsea to bring in. What does that mean for Christian Pulisic? Yeah, Raheem Sterling obviously fell out of order a little bit under Pep. Uh, I think that was pretty well documented. And he's had some great moments for City, no doubt. And, I mean, I guess the ironic part is he left Liverpool to win championships and win trophies, and then you can't get a Champions League, and we'll see if that lasts, see if Chelsea can get back on board uh, with him. But, yeah, I guess that is the real question, right? I mean, you're paying a pretty penny for Raheem Sterling to come over. He obviously plays in those wing areas the same as Christian Pulisic. Uh, It just seems, Bone, the more that you think about it, the less likely it is for Christian Pulisic to remain on Chelsea. And if he does, I don't know if his playtime is going to be very high, what it was up to last year. Uh, Because, again, another one of these teams to be reported in Cristiano Ronaldo, since he wants out of Manchester United, I guess Chelsea are really interested in him. So you have to think, if they bring in Ronaldo, which I have a hard time believing that's going to happen, where United are going to sell him to Chelsea, I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, But... It seems to be that he has fallen out of order and rather quickly at Chelsea. Does it not? Yeah, it does. And I don't know what that means exactly for the national team prospects. Not, I mean, he's going to be. Send him to Leeds. Huge, he's going to have a few. <laughs> See, I'm already thinking. Because uh, that is, that is, I know some people bristle at this, but I don't care. That's Team America for this year, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we have Jesse, Jesse, Marsh. Jesse Marsh is managing it. Brendan Aronson, as you've heard us talk about on this podcast, we're very excited about that. And, of course, they just landed Tyler Adams. Leeds is going to be doing some great business. You in and Jersey I are going to have great, just fantastic rivalry. Games this is going to be fun. There's, I, I've already looked on the calendar. I think there's one in September and one in January, February with Leeds and Manchester United, the two matches this mm-hmm. year. We're we have, going. We're going? Yeah. I was going to go to Zaftig at least to watch them. I don't they know. can come too. All right. <laughs> we'll go take Zaftig. We'll, we'll bring that over with us to England. That should be fun. So, yeah, I, keep an eye on Christian Pulisic where he ends up. He may not be in Chelsea Blue this year, and that'll be curious to see what happens with all of that. I say Ronaldo for Pulisic straight swap. Straight swap. To United. Manchester United, you there know you how go. many jerseys oh, they would sell? Oh, my gosh, a ridiculous amount. More yeah. than he sold at Chelsea, even. All right. You that think? Is, at least. At least a dozen more. A dozen. Twelve. Baker's doesn't. Baker's doesn't. You'd get one. Would you get a Would you get a Pulisic United jersey? You know, as a Leeds man, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> I really here. couldn't bring myself to do it. I got to be honest. Get out of here. All right. 
That's it for us. Enjoy the soccer. We will see you guys uh, next week. Don't forget, Hell is Real, Zaftig, 3 to 5, July 17th. We will see you there. It is Bone and Beam United.